you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Here are six steps for healing after a fight. I know how much it sucks to be distant from your partner, to walk on eggshells and wonder if that next step is going to set off a landmine. Feeling hurt, frustrated, abandoned, overwhelmed, not sure how to make the repair. You know, all couples, you're going to have fights, and it's important to learn how to make things better after these fights happen. If you're anything like me after these fights, you want to be heard. You want to get your point across. You want your partner to validate it and to say their story. Now, intellectually, in my head, I recognize I probably played a part in many conflicts, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to be right about, you know, the initial incident and not having to make amends. In almost all fights couples have, with a few exceptions though, usually both people contribute to how things got out of hand. And in most cases, both people can repair for at least a small part of how things were handled after that initial incident. So here are a few steps to help you process your fight, heal after it, and find your way back to being a connected and loving couple. All right, number one. Commit to having a conversation after the fight. Wait until you have both calmed down. So these conversations are already hard. Make sure your nervous system is calm enough so that you can talk. Remember, both of you are going to want to be heard. Try to agree to give both of you an opportunity to share your thoughts, your feelings, why you were upset, and allow the other person to talk. And don't interrupt them. Just listen. The second step I have for you is to remember that you guys have two valid views. This is a hard one for many couples, especially when you think you're right. But chances are your partner has another equally valid view. You can both have valid views that coexist at the same time, even if your perception of what happened and what someone meant is different. Our memories are not like our cell phones with video recorders. Although it seems like our memories are 100% accurate, That's not actually how memory works. Our memories remember bits and pieces because, you know, they're very smart and then they can backfill in the gaps. Don't get bogged down into trying to figure out the exact sequence and the exact order of how things happened because this isn't going to help you and you're probably going to fight about what and how and what went and what order and chances are you're going to remember it wrong. Instead, try to talk about what you said, what you heard, what you felt from your perspective. Say things like, I remember, or I saw, or the story I'm telling myself is, and talk from that perspective. This typically helps things go more smoothly. And when we talk about things from our perspective, like I saw, I remembered, or the story I'm telling myself is, it helps set it up that this is the way you saw things and helps prevent your partner from interrupting you. The third thing to do when trying to repair 
is when you're the listener, when it's your turn to listen to what your partner is saying, listen to the reasonable part of what they're talking about. When I watch a lot of my clients try to talk about what happened in the fight, the listener hones in on what they disagree with, what they think is unreasonable or what should be different. It's easy to do this when you're upset. I can do this too. But what can help this go better is what you listen for, what you think is reasonable about what your partner is saying, and try to focus on that. So for example, if they say, you know, I was frustrated with how you cooked the chicken. Instead of saying back, well, that's just who I am. That's just how I cook the chicken. Focus on what's reasonable about what your partner said. So maybe it's reasonable they were frustrated. So just communicate that part back. I get it. It's reasonably frustrated here. Or I can say that you're frustrated about how the chicken was cooked. Or I get frustrated too when things aren't cooked the way that I want to cook them. So communicating the reasonable part goes a long way in demonstrating understanding for their position. Remember, a lot of us want to be heard and understood. So do yourself a favor and both of you work hard to communicate what the reasonable part was about what your partner just said. I know it's so hard to focus on that. But try to go into that mindset. What is reasonable about what my partner is saying? The fourth thing to do to help you repair after conflict is to manage your own triggers. Although you might want to plug your ears and start going, nah, 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 when your partner offers their view, this isn't going to be helpful. Just do your best to listen to the heart of the message your partner is trying to communicate. This requires you to tune in to what they're saying. So imagine you have a walkie-talkie. And you know how if you have a walkie-talkie and it's not on the right channel, you're just getting a bunch of static or nothing? Imagine yourself turning the dial in your own head so you can tune into their words and their message and really listen. So when you're hearing in your own head, that's the static channel. And in order to hear your partner's message, you have to be willing to turn that dial and hear their upset. The fifth thing you can do to have these conversations repair and go a little bit better is to stay away from destructive communication patterns. So the Gottmans have identified four destructive communication patterns that couples often do in, co in conflict. They are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Stay away from these. So criticism is pointing out a negative attribution about your partner or pointing out a shortcoming or character flaw. Contempt is talking down to your partner, talking with an air of superiority. Defensiveness is warding off the attack or playing innocent victim, counterattacking. And stonewalling is conveying emotional displeasure or disapproval, either emotionally, like staring at your partner, not saying anything, um, starting to look away, not being engaged, maybe walking away. Stay away from these things in conflict and do your best to learn how to listen, be engaged, you know, use breaks as appropriate so you can be engaged in communication patterns that are going to help you repair rather than have things go awry. And the last thing you can do to both repair, and this might seem obvious, but for a lot of people it's not, is both of you try to offer an apology for even a small part of how your communication went wrong. In most cases, if you had a fight about it and it wasn't just bringing up an initial hurt, chances are you both did something in this that you could offer an apology for, for how the communication went. So this could be, sorry, I was grumpy. I reacted. Sorry, I yelled. Sorry, I didn't sleep much. And then I was short. Like, what can you be sorry for? Maybe it's the initial thing you thought about, but can you offer apology, regret, or remorse for even just a small part? And that can go a long way in your healing. Now, after these, you might not feel immediately better. Sometimes the jagged edges of our emotions need a little bit of time and rounding out again. This doesn't mean that things haven't been processed or that there's something necessarily that's wrong. 
just sometimes hurt needs time to heal. In these cases, it's okay to take a break and do something you enjoy. Go to bed, even if you're still angry, or do something together in silence that doesn't require you to be connected. A little bit of time can help you heal your wounds, especially when you've done the work to set them up to heal. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.